Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bengalis in New York show. My name is Arik and uh, we were repping it for, you know, the Bronx, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and all over the world. So welcome and enjoy. So today on the podcast, we have Nishat Mirza. She's a news correspondent, a youth advocate for the UN, and a researcher and founder of Voices of Bangla. Welcome, Nishat. Thank you for having me. I love uh, most of your podcasts that I listen to. Thank you. What, what do you do at the UN? What's the role of uh, a youth advocate? So it's mainly being a leader and we get to organize conferences for youth groups. And uh, we also talk about the goals of the United Nations, you know, the sustainable development goals, which 17 of them. So we can choose, like, for example, for me, most important is the climate, oceans, uh, which is goal uh, 14, and also gender equality. And for Bangladesh, it's like goal one and two, which is zero hunger and uh, no poverty. That's what we do. We talk about the goals and we engage youth groups. So, for example, in our conferences, there are like 800s to thousands of young people that join. So few of, us, uh, uh, few of us, we try to engage them and do little activity, talks, um, also like arts and music. Yeah. What's the age group of the children or that come to your Not children. So the Youth for United Nations is 18 to uh, 32 for our okay. program. So I'm part of uh, Department of Global Communication Youth Steering Committee. So it's for the youth who are involved with NGOs. Okay. So for example, I got in because I started Voices of Bangla and it's a youth-led organization. That means all of us, the members are young people. So we don't involve older people because we have you know, our own voice and we wanna work for the people in our country. How did you get uh, the Voices of Bangla organization started are you a, are you a non-profit are you a registered 501c3 yeah so we are part of the united nation and we are non-profit so how i started was i haven't you know i grew up in brooklyn but i was born in dinajpur bangladesh but i haven't been to back home much because i came here with my family when i was like a preteen and like 11 years old so well, I didn't go back, but you know what happened during the 2013 Boston Marathon? In um, I was in Boston. I went to Boston University. So that time, same time in the summer, there was Rana Plaza building collapse. Do you know about it? A lot of the yes. uh, people were working and they, they got killed, mainly young women. So it was a wake-up call for me. So I went to Bangladesh on my own. I told my family, like, I'm going to go, you know, discover my culture. Because I didn't have that many Bengali friends either growing up. So when I went, I worked with the kids in the slum. And that opened up, like, the world to me because they were so much loving. And I said, oh, I was, I was doing my thesis in Harvard. And I said, oh, I work so hard and I don't feel that much appreciated all the time because everybody's working hard, you know? But when you work for your people and these children, and they give you so much back. So when I came back, I said I wanted to do something. And 
like when you talk about mentorship, I had really great mentor at the Amnesty MIT. And he said, like, Nisha, you can actually help your people and you can have your own organization. And that's how it started. So what does the Voices of Bangla do? Okay, so when we started, it was five years ago, yeah, 2015. We were doing everything like other charity. For example, you know, I went to Bangladesh and we did health camp. We uh, did um, giving clothes to the poor people and uh, iftar for the orphaned children. But at some point, and we also worked for with people in um, universities like Jahanginagar University or like, you know, the engineering school. It's really good school. I forget the name. Buet? Uh, the engineering school in okay. Bangladesh. Do you okay. know about Buet? Buet. Yes. yes yeah. Buet. So I worked with them. It was really great. I still have those friends there. So what we were doing, we were doing a lot of work there. Um, like spontaneously, you know, we did art, we did, um, we talk about like character building. And I also sent, uh, because some of the things that I realized when I came back from Bangladesh is that there is a lot of gap uh, between us, like the kids who grew up here and the one back home, because they don't actually understand us. You know what I mean? Like when you talk about America, everybody's like, oh, it's like Hollywood. I'm like, no, it's not because we work hard, you know, for everything. So they don't get it. So one of the reasons I started because to reduce that gap, like, for example, let's say you are going to Bangladesh and I would say, oh, can you check out this project that we are doing? Spend some time with the kids or my friends, you know? So I had sent some people from here, they're American, to stay at my friend's house in Dhaka and work with the kids in the slum. Just to, you know, they can stay for free, but just to work with them and speak English like that. So that's how it started. And right now, since, you know, I got into the UN because of Voices of Bangla, I was invited to a meeting there. And I got, you know, more opportunities with the UN. So I realized that we are going to work for youth only. So right now we have members around the world. And a lot of them are really good at what they're doing. So they are just there. So it's a platform. They're um, presenting their work. And also we, you know, help them to get more opportunities. So for example, um, let me tell you one example. When I get invited to the UN, they ask me to do some, let's say, related to the goals of the UN, do some event in Bangladesh. And they're going to raise funds for me to go to South Korea, right? So it sounds amazing. So I did. But then what happened? Look, when the UN asked for funding for the youth to go to South Korea, guess who helped me? The people in Queens, which I never thought that they're going to help me. Like in Jackson Heights, let's say a lot of the stores, they, maybe they have money, but they cannot uh, present themselves. So they need a leader from their community, right? So each of them, like let's say somebody put $200, somebody $300, they raised like about $1,600 for me to go to Korea and stay in the hotel. It was amazing. So I was really shocked by that, you know, all this love and everything from the community. And I was like, you know, I want to help more people to get the same opportunity. Yeah. 
We actually started a pen pal program to accomplish what some of what you just mentioned, um, uh -huh. kind of bridge that gap between teens and young adults in Bangladesh and yeah. teens and young, young adults here. And you're right. It's it, it, you know we grew up in different in a different world, and it's it's important that we we learn about each other. How did you get that off the ground? Because we're at, we actually have a lot of interest here, but we don't have yeah. a lot of interest in Bangladesh. So, what are some? Uh, how did you did you uh, come across any any setbacks like that? And and uh, when you started, so your... you know, let me tell you, even the same thing that I do at the UN and. That's something that helped me with my organization. It's like you have to choose the local leader. So, for example, let's say our work for the Sustainable Development Goal, right? Say so I became the secretary for the program, but uh, it was elected. But we have 550 young people who are locally involved with this goal. So, let's say when I talk to them, I don't talk to everybody, the local leader. The so same way for Voices of Bangla, the first time I went to work, it's in 2015, but I had two group of friends who are leader for bigger communities. Like for example, for Buet, my friend, she also went to Harvard uh, Architect School, and that's how we became friends. And the other one, it, his name is Mohib. He actually founded an um, organization, all doctors, young doctor students, and they are... 20,000 of them. Well, so, you know, I talked to one person. Let's say I talked to one event, but they have the community that they reach out to. So that's a very effective way because you cannot go to each and every person. You know, you have to choose the right person. That's why I tell everybody when, even if you're asking for help, you have to always go to the main person. It's something my mentor... Blake Parker, his name was, um, so he passed away, which is like, you know, very sad because everything that I become, that he helped me. Actually, the first time I get invited to United Nations was because they put my name from MIT and I wasn't even going to MIT. He was your mentor at MIT. How did you um, form that relationship? Did uh, did you reach out to him or, or did it just... Uh... So what happened was, um, you know, I've been always like, because as you know, if you, because I went to medical school, so if you want to go to medical school, all you do is study. And this is something Bengali, like, we are good, our parents, they make us study, so we don't have a problem with that. But the thing is, when I went to, when I was in Boston and I, like, you know, I did my master's instead because I wanted to work for a little bit before I finished. But when I was working, the Syrian war broke down. It's like 2012 to 13. So I feel very bad because I thought about Bangladesh too because what happened, you know, with uh, the war in 1971. So I feel like the people in the country were being affected by their own government. So I was doing rally, like I would do rally for Syria in Harvard Square and all that. So that's how I met the mentor. And he said, oh, Nisha, you can join uh, the World Food Program. We are sending... Um, aids to Syria, you can also send Bangladesh. I actually did take some of the samples they had in Bangladesh when I went for the nutrition bar, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was like him pushing me, like, you can do more. Because I had this thing on me that I never realized before, like the leadership. and Because, you know, when you're in the science community, all you want is to grow and, you know, make money. But then you don't, sometimes you don't have a voice, which is very important. 
for the community. That makes so it sounds like your mentorship relationship with Brett, it just happened naturally. How how do you match mentors in Voices of Bangla? Uh, how do you match mentors and mentees in your program? Let me tell you the way that we work. Like you also talked about time management. So when we choose a member, a lot of the people want to be member and all that. But the thing is, each of the members are already highly effective. So they are, for example, this is, um, because I've been working with different people, also Bengali and the people in Bangladesh. The problem, a lot of them don't have the work ethic like we do. And um, the time that, uh, for example, we have 12 hours work week. If you, when you go to Bangladesh, that becomes six hours because when you travel, it cuts time. A lot of the thing that it's like you're not in control of and people will come late in the event. So that cuts the time. So what I, w I was telling you that when I choose any member, they are already highly effective. And a lot of the, our members grow up overseas and they are, let's say, half Bengali. So one of the very good great member, her name is Anita Dhar and she's half Russian, half Bengali. And she's amazing, which is like, She's already doing a lot. She's, um, she wanted to join to contribute in Bangladesh because her dad is Bangladeshi. So I, I feel like in our, like in Voices of Bangla, all of us are contributing equally. So it's not a mentor and mentee relationship, but it's like more of conversation. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and I found with Bangladesh of New York um, that there's just so many people that want to be involved. You just have to find yeah. them. And I found we've met people from all walks of life and we just i don't know if you saw also we did a fourth of july a map of the united states and we yeah it was cool, out, yeah. yeah we set out to find bengalis in every state and we didn't uh -huh. know if we would able be able to find that but we were able to find bengalis in every single state which is uh which is amazing it just shows you that we are literally everywhere this is something it's really great because it's not like somebody join us but we have to include them in the community too you know yeah, yeah. And I don't like, you know, I kept youth-led because it shouldn't be an authority, like, okay, I tell you to do this and you do No, it's like everybody, it's like, it's like Amra Shabayaga. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're also a writer for the Turkish Journal. So how did that come about? Okay, so, you know, a lot of the opportunity I got in my life is just being enthusiastic and being, like, you know, active and... People just like, for example, as a youth, what do you call, like secretary for the youth steering committee, we would go to different events, like we get invited to talk about our work. And I went to a reception at the UN, inside the UN. So there is a producer from the UN asked me, uh, we need a youth voice because now the UN is not about climate and the youth, you know? So yeah. would you like to be a news anchor for oceans? So, like a climate uh, conference, I was really excited. So I had, I did that, and I had to work through to prove myself because the journalists at the UN they are like top of their game. Like one journalist, she went to even Vietnam, you know, like very famous. So people are older; they are very much experienced. So it's not easy. But now I'm with the prestigious, you know, organization, Turkey Journal. It's been there for 15 years, and. I like it. So I write in English and it's 
also written in Turkish. My boss writes in Turkish. And you have so much going on. How, what's, how do you, how are you <laughs> able to uh, stay on top of everything? Uh, what, are, what are some things that you practice that helps you do that? So I think with the time management, it, it's the passion. Like if you love the work, it's just going to work out, you know? So for example, we had to stay up before, before conferences, writing report and all that. But we didn't feel like it's a work because the reward that, oh, we're going to Korea or we're going to UAE, you know? So it's the reward that you look at and also it's passion. So for me, if I'm passionate, like I will forget about everything and just do the work. But not all the time you are that motivated, you know? But you have to push yourself and for time because we have, let's say, 12 hours a day. And that is uh, like 720 minutes. So that's a lot of time. And we just sometimes browse the internet or think about other things which we can use to, you know, do whatever we want to do in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. And I think, you know, what you said about passion is really important. I think people recognize that. And even if you don't have a particular set of experiences, I think even if you have the passion, the energy, people, you know, will take a chance on you. And I think a lot of what you yeah. mentioned is just people taking a chance on you based on mm-hmm. your, 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 your enthusiasm and, and your, uh, your passion for things. What's, yeah, the, what's, what's next? What else do you have going on? You know, I want to do be better whatever I'm doing right now. And it's a lot of competition, of course, at the UN, you know. Mm. I want to do well at my work, and perhaps I also wanted to go back to school again, but not right now, because what's happening in the world, it's a lot to do. Even back home in Bangladesh, let's say with Voices of Bangla, we can talk about health a lot, because you see a lot of the health disparity right now. Like poor people are dying more with the COVID than the richer one. Because there is a problem in the healthcare here in the U.S. and Bangladesh, of course, you know. So there is a lot to do. And um, my, you know what I do good, one thing that I can inspire a lot of the young Bengali to do better. And I have, you know, they write to me, they say, oh, I like to do this because you're doing that. I like that. So I feel like I try to provide more opportunities for them and try to help them because there are a lot of very smart people in Bangladesh. So, for example, you know, I told you that I like to talk about the ocean and conservation. So I did a play, it's nice, um, in Nashville, Tennessee. It's Women's Theater Project. So I did a play about a mermaid from Bangladesh who was, you know, swimming and there was a lot of pollution. So what happened, you know, uh, there is one girl named Angona, she go to Dhaka University Art School. She's such an amazing, like, painter. And I asked her, I saw in the internet, and I said, hey, would you like to draw for my play a Bengali mermaid with a sari on? And she did such a great job. And, you know, I put her name and her bio in Nashville, and everybody was asking me, like, where did you find this girl? So, you know, this is something I, I feel so happy if I can talk about the people back home or around the world who are, you know, Bengali origin. How big is your team in Bangladesh? It's big, like, <laughs> so I work with, um, like I told you about Mohib, who is the head of this group, which is 20,000 medical students. 
and um, Shazabin, who work who's from Harvard, but she works with the Buet. Okay. So yeah, it's pretty big. I know a lot of other people that I can work with, but I prefer them. Both. Wow them too. Um, yeah, I'm interested to hear about your manager. How do you manage, uh, I don't know if they report to you or they're more colleagues, but how do you mm -hmm. manage? I'm curious about your management style because right now Bengalis in New York, we're actually growing pretty fast and we have a lot, we actually have a large team now and uh, I'm always trying to learn mm -hmm. from other people that manage teams remotely especially. So how's, what's your, what's your management philosophy? How do you manage these people? So we do different projects, right? Yeah. So there is one project in Dhaka, Tejgal, Slum. So my friend Shaza Bin, she started. So they created a, I will send you a photo of it. They created a platform. Like, for example, it's a stage and you can fold it and bring it back home. But they got permission from the government to install it under a flyover. So what happened, that opened up a lot of space and people would come and teach the kids Right, so that's one project that we we were involved with, and currently I have one friend, Omita. She went to Bangladesh. We are trying to build a school for, I mean, of 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 course after COVID, to build a sustainable school for um, you know, Chabagan, yes, Silet, yes, yes. They I haven't been children. there, but it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So the people I haven't been there either, but I want to go. So the people who work in Chabagan, they are not, they are indigenous community. They are kids. Their kids' school, it flew away by a storm. So they don't have a school. So we try to, like Shazabin is the architect. So what happened, you know what we do? You don't have to keep in touch with everybody all the time. So let's say you have a project and you bring, we have a couple of people who are specialized in what they do, and you bring those people. Like for example, Amita went to Bangladesh and I call Shazabin, hey, can you help with designing the school because you are the architect? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So not everybody involved. It's not possible everybody involved all the time. You have few people and you talk to them regularly. Yeah, I think that's how it is. You cannot all the time. Then you don't have time for yourself. That happened to me, actually. I didn't have any time for myself, like a personal life. And my people here will tell me, Nisha, you need your life. Like You like mm -hmm. to do things and your friends and family. So that's I'm, you know, doing now. With COVID, I can spend more time with my family. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really important. What what neighborhood in Brooklyn uh, did you grow up? Sipshebe. So it's okay. close to Coney Island. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I grew up in the you know the Church and McDonald area, so I'm very familiar with Brooklyn. Yeah. That's like little Bangladesh. <laughs> I don't know if Sipshebe had uh, does Sipshebe have have a lot of Bengali people? No, actually, you know, I shouldn't say that, but. When we grew up, my mom, we didn't hang out with a lot of Bengali. Uh, we wanted, my mom just wanted us to study, yeah. and that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we didn't. All my friends are from, like, here, so. Okay. But now, the friends I made because of Voices of Bangla, I'm like, they are so amazing. So I, I created my own community in Bangladesh because all these people, you know, do you know about Jago Foundation? Yes, I've uh, heard of them. They work with the, yeah, so. Corvi, it's like my friend. So the first time I went to work with the kids, it was with them. So there I meet a lot of other people who actually grew up in, let's say, California or other, but they came to work there. Okay. So it's like I'm creating my own community uh, okay. for Bangla. Well, um, I appreciate, yeah. you know, you talking to us. 
and you know, mm-hmm. I hope you have when you have other programs going on. I'd love for you to come back and talk about it. Yeah, and also you guys, I would like I told Norin too that I would like to invite you guys to UN one day because when we do organize youth events, it's like lot of young people, like let's say three hundred fifty to six hundred. We just talk about you know policy making and um how to make impact in your own community. So, and the goals of the United Nations is just like it's good because it's it's a great energy, you know. Oh, I would love that. That would be amazing. And like I said, yeah. uh, you know, we would love to tap into the young Bangladeshis in Bangladesh because we have a lot of people that that grew up here but want to know about you know what it's like growing up in Bangladesh um, and things like that. So, that thing would be interesting. Yeah, we'd love to partner on that. But yeah, I appreciate I appreciate your time. I'm I'm sure we'll hear more from you. Gotta be honest With diamonds and pearls Yeah, yeah Bengalis in New York All over the world uh, It's the bony show uh, Can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live From the slang we spit To the gangs we with It doesn't matter We the essence of the Bangladesh I say, hey, come on Can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live